We are looking today at John 7 and 8. So we're looking through the Gospel of John over this next month and a bit. If you have been reading the Bible plan, you would have read um, John and 7 and 8 this week. There's so much in John 7 and 8. <laughs> I looked at it and I went, oh my goodness, how am I going to preach you know, out of that just a little bit? <laughs> um, and, and there's three really key scriptures in there. So bear with me, we're going to scoot around it a bit, but I actually decided to come back to um, Ascent and how Pastor Bruce has preached through that already this term about being surrendering, entering his presence, navigating the difficult times and then God's timing, um, not just God's timing but what's the timing on it all. So so we're going to sort of yeah dive a bit around all, all through 7 and 8, not, not going through it in the order of seven and eight, but we are going through it in the order of S-E-N-T. <laughs> so we start actually in um, John 8, um, because that's the two, there's two parts in there that I really felt were about surrendering. The first part, and it starts off with the woman caught in adultery, and she's brought before Jesus. So we're going to just read, I'll just read that part to you, um, starting verse three. The teachers of the law and the Pharisees brought in a woman caught in adultery, They made her stand before the group and said to Jesus, Teacher, this woman was caught in the act of adultery. In the law, Moses commanded us to stone such a woman. Now, what do you say? They were using this question as a trap in order to have a basis for accusing him. But Jesus bent down and started to write on the ground with his finger. When they kept on questioning him, he straightened up and said to them, Let any of you who is without sin be the first to throw a stone at her. Again, he stooped down and wrote on the ground. At this, those who heard began to go away one at a time. The older ones first, until only Jesus was left with the woman still standing there. Jesus straightened up and asked her, Woman, where are they? No one has condemned you. Sorry, has no one condemned you? No one, sir, she said. Neither do I condemn you, Jesus declared. Now go now and leave your life of sin. And I thought that is, that is a classic line of coming into surrender. She, the woman, didn't come by choice. She was actually brought into surrender. Sometimes we actually need to pre- people to bring us. Uh, I do say that. But, but I actually encourage you to go to a place of surrender before you get brought into it. I just really felt that was our take-home thing from this little part is that we actually can. We can choose to come in and surrender ourselves to God or we can get brought into it. And sometimes we fight and fight and fight and we don't want to. There's all sorts of reasons and you might be like even that woman doesn't think that you know, she thinks she's going to become, be stoned because of what she's doing. She's not doing the right thing. So she doesn't want to do that. Why would you want to? But God has another way. He has another way of dealing with things. So, so that's my first little take-home bit is make sure that you come and surrender. Don't wait to be brought because, because God has a thing in there. It actually it did work out well for her in the end, but she didn't think she was, it was going to be. So what can actually happen when we surrender to God daily? We worry that it'll be hard on us, especially if that's what the law like that happened with her. But you need to know that God has forgiven your past and has empowered you to live a better life. You don't have to travel with the baggage at all. God has already run, won the war for you. Go ahead, surrender to him and live in victory. And you know, if we don't live in the victory, if we don't surrender to him, we can't live in the victory. We actually need to do that. 
as I said, there are times when we actually do need to be brought. Somebody sees something and we do. And so we need to surrender to that person so that we can surrender to God. And God will show you a better way of doing things. You know, after that scripture, there's one of the beautiful verses that I love. And I just think that's what happens when you surrender is in John 8 verse 12. It says, I am the light of the world. Whoever follows me will never walk in darkness, but will have the light of life. What a key promise. What a great scripture for us because he lightens up the darkness. If we're living in darkness in in any area of our life, God shines the light on it, but he brings us into that light. He doesn't leave us in the darkness to wallow in it. If we surrender to him, he brings us into that. That's a great promise. The second part of the passage in John 8, uh, John records a heated conversation between Jesus and some of the Jews who were listening to him teach. Jesus told them that if they follow his teaching, they would be set free. To this, the Jews took offense because as Jews, they were true descendants of, the Ab- of Abraham, not heirs of the illegitimate relationship with Hagar. They believed they already were free. But Jesus wasn't talking about their heritage. He was talking about their sin. They were living in bondage to their sin and disbelief. In truth, we can have the greatest life and make a lot of money and still be living in bondage. There are so many ways in which we can be enslaved, though, to our fears, our addictions, negative thinking. There's so many different ways. And we need to surrender to Jesus daily for him to reveal those things for us to be able to deal with them, or him to deal with them, really, and those things in our lives. It's in the midst of this teaching that Jesus declares in verse 36, if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. What a great promise. Second promise. What we can stand on when we feel overwhelmed by the powers of this world. When we surrender to Jesus, we are set free of the power of sin and death. Jesus died for us to be set free from that power of sin and death and and the worry and all the things that go with it. So surrendering. Surrender to him. Surrender to him. Surrender daily to him. What is he showing you now? What is he telling you now? What are those things that you need to surrender to him? And you might think, oh, I haven't got anything major like, you know, no major deals. But there's always little things that we need to surrender to him. You know, sometimes it is our negative thinking. Sometimes it's a word that we've said to someone, something, something that's gone on. What is it that God's telling you today? The second or the second letter is E for enter his presence. We're going to flip back to John 7. Um, and the story in uh, 7.14 to 24 is about Jesus, shows that Jesus is so very, very connected to his Father in heaven. He's not after showing off or proving anything. When he speaks, he will always glorify his Father. Verse 16 says, My teaching is not my own. It comes from him who sent me. He who speaks on his own does so to to gain honour for himself. But he who works for the honour of the one who sent him is a man of truth. I pray that the words that I speak today are words that God's given me, has sent me to say today for each one of you. That's what our prayer daily. We need to pray that prayer daily as we enter his presence that he will show us what words we need to speak into what into the situations that we find ourselves in that day. So let's reflect and ask ourselves if our actions and motives are like Jesus. Are we entering his presence daily and able to give him the glory for everything that we do? Or do we go on our own way because we think we can do it and we're capable of doing it in our own strength? We don't need any help. 
Entering God's presence daily ensures that we have him in the first place to begin the day. What a better way to start. It might just be a really quick thing because you get woken up by kids or other situations or by alarm. And that, I mean, I'm not good with them. I'm woken up by alarm. <laughs> but you just think, okay, God, be with me today. And you can have your quiet time. It might be later in the day. It might be last thing at night. But just encourage you as you wake up. Say, God. I'm in your presence today. I want to be be your hands and your feet in the situations that I find myself in. A third letter is N for navigating the obstacles or the pushback. And we're going to just keep on going in John 7 here. There's a lot of division in the, the title in um, the NIV is division over who Jesus is. So we read again from John how people continue to question Jesus. Many times in our own life and our own walk, we have questions or doubts. We question that God cares when we struggle. We question that God is near when we feel alone. We question that God loves us when bad things happen to us. Jesus knew who he was and who sent him. Do you walk in that truth? Do you know who you are? And that God has a purpose for your life and he has sent you to this time and this place and the places that you walk into to be at his hands, his feet, to be his mouthpiece into those situations. I think we often have to stop and think about that. Am I actually not, do I really know who I am, who God made me to be? who he's called me to be in these situations? We need to get back to the basics of knowing that, you're, that we're God's, son or daughter and that he wants the best for us through all situations whether they be good or bad situations he wants the best for us he wants us to be able to draw closer to him in all those things you know I've learned to look for what God is teaching me through the situations that's happening I certainly didn't do that earlier days but I hope that I'm doing that a lot better now as I've grown older Mostly so that I don't have to go around the mountain again. I've done that a few times. You learn something, well, you do something happens and, you know, you just keep going on and you don't learn from the situation so you actually go through it all again and again and again. There's nothing worse than that. So I encourage you, if you're young, to learn from your situations. You've learned from an old little. <laughs> you know, learn from your situations so you don't have to go around that mountain again because that's hard. It's hard work sometimes. Life is hard work sometimes to get that. But we actually can learn. That's what some of those situations are for, is that we can learn different things. We can be there. We can help ourselves. It helps our relationship with God. But we can also be there to help other people. So John 7, verses 37 and 38, another key scripture is, If anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. We can enter his presence, come to me and drink we can get his help to navigate through the situations that we find ourselves in whoever believes in me as the scriptures have said streams of living water will flow from within them so I ask you today are streams of living water flowing from you in every situation you find yourself are those streams are we are you entering in are you asking him to help you and nav- navigate through the difficult situations that you find yourself in And then the T is for God's time, well, timing in general, but I've chosen to pick up on God's timing because John 7 at the beginning of it it says all about his timing. 
So John writes about a peculiar interaction between Jesus and his brothers. They asked him to go to a festival to show his works, his miracles off and claim who he is and so on. And Jesus says that he cannot go and that the time is not right. It was clear that Jesus' own brothers didn't believe him, in him. Then in verse 10 we read, However, after his brothers had left for the festival, he went also, not publicly, but in secret. He doesn't go in the time that, in his time, or the time that's being recommended for him, he goes in the Father's time. He uses wisdom to decide when his appropriate time to speak. Do we ask for God's timing on things, or do we rush in and make things happen in our own timing? Sometimes when we see something and see an answer, we go, just like, yeah, I can do this, go, go, go. But actually, sometimes we need to wait. You know, if we go back to the John 8 scripture about the woman caught in adultery, that's what Jesus did. He waited. He wrote in, um, in, the, in the dirt, in the sand. And I, you know, the, as I was reading and doing a bit of research for this, you know, people have always asked, I wonder what he wrote. <laughs> I wonder what he Well, I wouldn't have understood it because it was in Hebrew now. Well, Greek. I don't know. I, don't know, I always forget. <laughs> but, you know, he, well, why did he write? But he was waiting. He was waiting, and we need to do that. Sometimes, rather than rush in, we need to spend time and wait on God for the right time, the right time in that. How many of us can learn from that? Not answering straight away. Sometimes our answering straight away isn't the answer that we should be giving. <laughs> we actually need to wait and, and give a considered answer. I'm one for rushing in, so I know all about that, I've, I, and I'm trying to work on that, that I don't, so that I can actually give a godly answer, <laughs> a considered answer. Still probably quicker in getting in than sometimes I should. <laughs> but, you know, after waiting, Jesus came up with the, the, the line, let anyone who is without sin be the first to throw a stone. That directed it straight back at the Pharisees that brought the woman there. Totally at them, let anyone who is out without sin and I, I actually just want to um, pick up on a little bit more of that scripture because I felt like we are in times where we so easily judge. And that's what happened in that scripture in John 8. You know, the men, they were trying to trick, they were trying to trick Jesus because they wanted to accuse him. <laughs> and so they brought a woman in adultery. And we, we can so easily get into those times of just of saying something um, or thinking something that's a judgment. But God doesn't ask us to do that. He wants us to wait on him and be there. You might know someone that that you actually know what you know that you have someone around. They're always quick to point out everyone else's false, you know, bad doings and so on. Someone who's always talking about what other people aren't doing right. Someone who's ready to drop the axe and decide who is worthy of attending church or attending this or doing that or, or who isn't. The person that person actually never talks about themselves. Their life is top secret. Nobody really knows them. And often they're far from authentic. Do you know why? Because they know they're not as perfect as they would like people to think. It is people like that that Jesus says, if you are without sin, throw the first stone. Here's the truth about those people. They are judgmental and legalistic because they are struggling to accept God's love and forgiveness. How do we deal with them best? With compassion. You know, what often comes up and is springing back onto them or saying something and trying to stop them, but we actually need to show them God's love and be loving to them and help them to be able to step out of that behaviour. 
We need to see their behaviour as a symptom of their inner struggle to make peace with their own sin. They probably don't realise how much God loves them and how much God does not hold their sins against them. So let's show them compassion and love anyway. So today as I, as I wind up, I just want you to think about what is it that you need to surrender to God today? To let him guide you, direct you, forgive you, cleanse you. Perhaps it's about judging people. Perhaps it's about doubting God. What is it today? Why don't you just close your eyes? There's something that you feel like you need to surrender with everyone's eyes closed. I just encourage you to just raise your hand. Heavenly Father, you can put your hands down. Heavenly Father, I just ask that you be with these people. Father, each one of us, as we understand and, and hear from you more about the things that we need to surrender to you. Father, fill them with your Holy Spirit. Help them to be able to enter into your presence to be able to help and ask you to navigate through these situations. Father, we just ask for your hand, flood over them right now. Give them peace about their situation. Father, help them to know that they actually um, are son or daughter of the most living, wonderful God, faithful God, who is there with us all the time. That they know that they can actually walk with you and that you will help them through those situations. Father, I pray for, for comfort upon them. Father, I pray for peace upon them. That they can actually, and for strength upon them, they can step to, into you, into your presence. Lord, into your ways. Father, you would show them. You would have your way with them. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. And Lord, we know we want it to be in your timing. Father, what better time than when we're in the house of God, we're together as family, than to be able to come before you. Why don't you stand with me? Father, I pray. Lord, as we stand, that we surrender our lives afresh to you right now. Father, if there are particular things that we haven't even thought of yet, but you're wanting to show us to be able to surrender to you, things that you need to have your hand on, Father, things that we're carrying on our own, that we're walking on our own with, Father, show us what those things are, I pray. If you're in a place and you don't know Jesus and you want to know him and you want him to help you to navigate through these things. You want to enter into his presence. Perhaps you've struggled entering his presence for a long time. Why don't you raise your hand right now? Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. Lord, I know you have the best plans for each one of us. Father, I pray for each person here. Lord, as they journey with you, as they walk with you, that you would guide them, you would show them, you would be very real for them through that path. Father, you would walk, hold their hand and walk through that path with them. Show them what they need to be doing, the purpose that you have for their life, that each, you've called each one of us to this time to do your work. Father, each one of us have something that's unique. We're all different. 
And that's the beauty that you've called us together to be able to help anyone that comes in here. Father, we thank you, Lord. Thank you that you are faithful, that you walk with us. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Paragos. 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 You know, I just, I'm actually reminded of, um, I can't even think of all the words of the song, but but you, there is there are people here today that actually need to place Jesus on some of their problems. You need to actually speak the name of Jesus over some of your issues. You're actually going round and round with, lot, with, with some stuff going on in your world. And you know what? You need to stop and say, draw a line in the sand. Today's the day I'm actually claiming Jesus on this. Jesus is going to show me a way through this. Jesus is going to be show me how to live in victory. Thank you, Jesus. If that's you and you want to speak to me, you want some prayer afterwards, the altar is always open for you to do that. Uh, and you can contact us through the week if you'd like to do that. But we don't want to see you staying and, and going around around the mountain in, in fear in any any situation that you're struggling in. We don't want to see that. We want to be, we are here for you. We want to help you be able to walk and bust out of those scenes and be able to walk a life that is loving, that's caring, that God wants you to live, a life that's free. You know, the Son has set you free, you shall be free indeed. He wants to set you free today. So if there's anything that you're finding that you don't, don't, you're not free, today's the day. We mark this day, today, get set free set free in Jesus name thank you Jesus but don't forget you can ask for prayer anytime we're here with you to be able to do that we're going to sing thank you guys